0: Hey guys, I'm your host, Smitha Kunturi. Um, Come 2015, I
1: ended up getting pregnant with my second baby. And it was around that same time that um, my husband and I got married. We wanted to have like a small intimate wedding, but we were living in California by, by this time. And how we got in California was because we were drinking and he, I don't it was something silly, just ridiculous. And he got pissed off, took off in my car, ended up in a car accident in the hospital. Um, his spleen was ruptured. I mean, he has a scar from his midsection all the way down to his abdomen. They cut him open, they had to help him. I mean, I'm thankful he didn't die. My car was totaled, so I, w- I was left without a car. Um, and that's how we actually ended up moving to California because that's where his mom lives and that's where we, he ended up going to heal. So while we're over there, we're living with his mom and that's when I think I learned that having a sacred space is extremely important to me. And it makes sense from being living out in the street, not having a place to live and be warm and eat and all that stuff. But um, his mother's house was fine, but I felt, I, I felt like I didn't belong there. Like it just didn't, it wasn't mine. It wasn't my sacred space. So I struggled with that. And we, we didn't drink freely there out of respect and that I struggled with that because no, now I realize I, I was struggling because that's what I was using to numb my pain. So if I'm not drinking, I'm not doing drugs. I'm in a place that's not mine. I'm just there. So I did the next best thing I could. I would just focus on my son. You know, I was really into education and, and all that. So I, I made flashcards and I was just always, you know, trying to educate my son, play with my son, just be always all about my son. But we ended up using our overages of our um, financial aid for our master's degree to pay for an apartment. So we finally got on our own living in um, Corona, California, uh, working towards our master's in project management together online or no, no, we took classes for that. Um, his mother helped us watch the um, Ashton. So that was nice. And, uh, but eventually we had to do online classes. Um, we ended up graduating from that, uh, found out we can get a dual master's. Um, so we both opted to get our MBA. Um, so we were doing really good, uh, living on our own. I ended up getting a job, and, you know, for my degree. Um, I wish I had learned the power of my voice because I would have spoke up for myself because I allowed myself to be mistreated in the workplace. I was the only female, and I busted my hump because I felt like I had to show that I was worthy, that I could, that I deserved to be here just because I'm a female. Don't doesn't mean anything. And I ended up um, getting really good at my job, developed seniority as people left. Um, It got to the point where I was training people in that department, Uh, gentlemen. I would be testing, I would climb scaffold, you know, up five stories uh, with um, water hoses and lumber. And I knew how to use a circular saw and how to drill. And I was doing all this kind of stuff. And I was having to teach these younger gentlemen that would come in that didn't know how to use a saw, that didn't know how to drill in a screw, that uh, just, were fresh, they were green. And I had a master's in project management. I had already been there and worked and I had been asking and trying to get that title, the project management title. I wanted them to start teaching me about how to do things. I wanted hands-on experience and they just wouldn't give it to me. And I, I believe it was because I was female. I do believe that I was, um, mistreated. I do believe that they were intimidated by me. I do believe all of that. And, um, I just wish I had the power of my voice. And and it just shows that by a child not developing the power of their voice, how it can affect them later in life, even in my job, even as an adult, I'm adult, you're an adult, so you should know better, right? I didn't. And I always felt like when people mistreated me, especially at work, that I had to stand there and put up with it because I had a mouth to feed. Well, that's not true. You do not have to put up with it. Nobody has to put up with being mistreated, but I did not know that. So I stayed at that job. And then when I got pregnant with my son, my second baby, that's when I opted not to go back because it was just too stressful. I didn't want anybody raising my baby. I wanted to raise him. And so I just didn't go to work anymore. My husband had a good job. He was able to take care of us. Um, We ended up squeezing into a, um, one-bedroom apartment in California because the prices are so crazy and outrageous. We wanted to get a house, realized we would be in extreme financial debt. So we planned to get out of there and we were looking for a place to move to and we figured we settled on Utah. And um, so we're living in this one-bedroom apartment. I ended up getting pregnant with my third baby, Adagio, and everything seemed fine. You know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm there with my kids. You know, my husband has a great job. Everything seemed fine. We ended up moving to Utah. We bought our first house. Everything seemed fine. And then come, when was it? Spring of 2019, my husband lost his job. That caused a financial strain. So we were fighting a lot, you know, tensions high with him, with me. We both have a lot of baggage from before that we had never healed. Um, So a lot of that would come out. Um, That summer, I had started the business Cosmic Sweets, which is um, basically creating nutritious sweets, because I feel you should be able to enjoy a sweet treat without sacrificing nutrition. So that business started. Um, And That's when somewhere around that time, I think we ended up getting a fight over ice cream, melted ice cream. And it was, it was just a majority of things. It wasn't about the ice cream. It was everything that was going on. We had one of the worst fights we've ever had. It was really ugly to the point where he took a mini breather to California to go, you know, stay with his family for a couple weeks. And, um, by him doing that, I was, um, you know, left alone with the children, had no money. So I had to go and hustle um, as a vendor for Cosmic Sweets to try to make money. I would, at the end, it, I was so grateful for this. At the end, the vendors would trade their product with other vendors. So there was a, a lady there that had bread and then there was um, the vegetable people and they would come and give me fruits and vegetables and stuff. And gosh, I was so thankful for that because if it weren't for that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to think about that. I'm just, I just like to be grateful and say, I'm so grateful that I was able to provide for my children. It was tight, but I was able to provide for them. But by doing that, I was forced to face my anxiety because I had developed anxiety to the point that it was so debilitating. There would be times where I would talk myself from going somewhere. I never wanted to go to the store by myself. I couldn't go to a party or anything unless i got really drunk first i was always about getting drinking first because then i had that what i say what i call liquid courage you know and so my anxiety was really high but and jaime wasn't there and he was like my crutch so he wasn't there so it's like i was faced with face your fear or let your children starve not about to let my children starve so i had to face my fear I would go hustle and sell. I would be nervous. I would be, my anxiety was at an all-time high. I would be trembling. There were episodes of me crying, but I had to do what I had to do. But then I realized I can do this. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, why why, why am I so scared? Where's this fear coming from? And then I realized that that fear is just like fake. It's like fake phantom fear. You know, it's like, what is that? And then that's when I learned that I had some power. I started learning that I can do things, that that anxiety that I was suffering from, I could control it. So that was amazing. That was a, a big, huge breakthrough for me. And in the holidays, you know, they came and went. And it was December of 2019, when my depression hit out of nowhere. I think that ever since um, my husband came back from California, I thought everything was going to be gravy and it wasn't. We were still strained. We weren't close. Just things just weren't, nothing was right. And And I just started thinking about my entire life. I'm here. We're married. I have kids. I have a house. Why is, why is, why do I feel like this? Like, why is my life like this? Like, what is going on? Like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I was just blanketed with depression. I ended up, staying in bed for a few days because I I just was giving up. I was just like, screw it. It's whatever. I busted my hump for this. I'm not even happy. Like it just, I was just done. I hated it. I hated the way I felt. I just hated everything. But then my children would come into the bedroom and they were little and they would come into the room and they would see like, why is mommy laying in bed? And that got to me. And then I started realizing, you know what? My children do not deserve this they deserve a better mother they deserve a healthy mom they do not deserve to um, not have a mother that's present because she's holding on to pain from somebody else that hurt her so that motivated me so i said i have to do something and i didn't know what it was i had no idea what to do i just didn't um so i just you know google search. And I just started searching and searching and researching and watching and anything and everything I could get my hands on. And what stood out to me were the images of words that said mind, body, and soul, self-care, self-love. Heard of all that all the time. You hear about it all the time, right? It's everywhere. Everybody knows that. But I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't. I can admit that. I did not truly know what that meant. I had never practiced that. I didn't know. So I said, all right, fine, I'm just going to flood myself with all this stuff and something's got to work, right? So I made up my mind to focus every single day on my mental health, my physical health and my spiritual health. So what I opted to do was because where we live, it's a really beautiful neighborhood. There's, um, you know, flowers and trees everywhere. And there's a, the lake. I love the lake. It's so beautiful. Um, and there's actually studies that say that when you live near water, like you, you're naturally happier. And I didn't know that before. So, um, and just being outside can connect you spiritually. Um, and so I had that by going outside walking was, you know, the exercise part, the physical part. And then from the mental part, I opted to say affirmations because when you're spiritually connected, um, connected you're vibrating at a frequency that's high. And that's like a beneficial time to state affirmations. So it was like a trifecta. I was doing everything for my mental, physical, and spiritual health. And just that alone just made me feel completely different. And my husband felt it too. Uh, My children felt it. Like we all started experiencing that because we started doing this every single day. And that's when I realized, wow, this is working. And when we would like not go outside one day or not do a certain something, I noticed that the day would be off balance. And I feel like, okay, so this is what everybody means by living in balance. You know, everybody talks about that living in alignment. And that's what I learned. Okay. So by focusing on myself mentally, physically, and spiritually every single day, I'm living in alignment. That's when the magic happens. That's when it happened for me because that's when opportunities started to happen. So come, uh, 2020, January of 2020, there was a female entrepreneur conference in, um, Northern Utah. So that was going to be like an hour drive in the snow. And I was suffering from anxiety disorder because you, you know, I was having a really hard time, but since I had faced my fear and went through all that stuff, I knew that I could do this. So instead of talking myself out of it, like I normally would, I went. And I'm so thankful that I did because that is when I met my book coach, Christine Gale. And I had no idea that that was gonna happen. I had no clue. I was just going to go there, you know, to hustle my cosmic sweets. It was an entrepreneur conference. I wanted to learn and build and grow and develop my business. Had no idea that I was going to come out of there, you know, being introduced to a book coach. And it was crazy the way we met. I ended up going to the restroom and there was a lady there and she was drying her hands. And sometimes women talk and sometimes they don't. Well, she was rather quiet and I was too. And I don't know what compelled me to speak to her, but she was wearing a skirt and I was freezing. So I was like, oh my gosh, aren't you so cold? And um, she was like, oh no, no, no. She was nice. And that's how we walked to the bathroom and we started talking. And that's when I found out she was a book coach. I didn't even know she was there as a book coach. So I really believe that that's another divine appointment. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I, 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 I know that I skipped over that other important part, which um, I do want to share because I do believe it was another divine experience. Um, Around the time that I was out on the street, I ended up getting picked up by um, a blonde, heavyset dude in a green Jeep. He picked me up. I was hitchhiking, not smart ever, but I did. He picked me up, brought me to a friend's house, drugs, drinking. Then he says, hey, let's go for a drive, we go. And then I start getting scared because I noticed that this guy is driving me on the outskirts of Las Vegas and growing up in Las Vegas, I've heard about all the dead bodies being buried in the desert. So I was scared. And I remember going into survival mode and I pretended to just be passed out. And I remember seeing all the stars because if, when you're in Vegas, the lights are so bright. If you look up, you can't see the stars. Well, I could see the stars because we were far out and it was quiet and I just remember the hot air that's all I remember and next thing I know we're literally in the middle of the desert he's off the road pulls and it's just desert all around nobody could I could scream as loud as I possibly could nobody would ever hear me um and he parked and I'm just pretending to be passed out and that's when I hear his belt buckle and I knew what was about to happen and he violently had his way with me and I remember wondering why he didn't kick me out of the Jeep, why he didn't kill me, why he didn't, you know, just take off and I could have been running and screaming and nobody ever would have known or heard me, but he took me back home. And I think about that and I swear I was being protected because he did not have to bring me back, but he did. And he did not have to bring me back and he did. And that was, I think I got to the point where um, I wanted to share that part because I think that's really important because this whole time I thought that I, I didn't know why I was here in this world. I didn't understand why, how there could even be a God if he was allowing all this stuff to happen to me. But looking back at all those incidences he was always there i was always being protected and now i know why especially after meeting christine and i had been wanting to write a book for the past 10 years because i was i remember just saying i've gone through so much crap i should put it in a book you know be entertaining (laughs) i never thought to write a book to help others but that's what i ended up doing and the reason why is because after experiencing this amazing transformation in, in learning that I needed to focus on my health mentally, physically, and spiritually, I've just been filled with so much gratitude um, because my, my anxiety is, it's back to normal because anxiety is normal, but it can become a disorder with trauma and other traumatic events that happen to people. And I do believe that mine is back to normal. I've noticed a difference in me. And now when the anxiety creeps up, I can acknowledge it and say, you're not needed and go about what I'm doing. And the fear's not there anymore. Um, I don't suffer from that depression. I used to have, um, I used to suffer from PTSD. I used to have nightmares. I would wake up, all my different boyfriends would um, tell me stories about how I would wake up screaming and crying, yelling now, you know, don't touch me, leave me alone. And I believe that was me just remembering those traumatic events when I was paralyzed. And this time I was fighting back. Um, but I don't suffer from that anymore. You know, I don't feel like I have to get drunk to numb my pain. You know, I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes because that's not something that I want to do. And I finally learned that I learned that, that everything that I had become wasn't me. And so I had to start shedding all of those things that no longer resonated with me. I was like, I was blossoming like, like a Lotus, you know, from the mud and um, it's been a beautiful experience, and I'm still learning. Um, I'm learning about things I like, things I don't like, that I can say no thank you, that I don't have to do certain things. I don't have to put up with certain people in my life that mistreat me or disrespect me or that are toxic. Um, I learned that I am, you know, I am a beautiful woman and I deserve to be respected. And I do love myself. It took me a long time to be okay with this. And I struggled a lot with women, you know, and jealousy and all that stuff. And it's just like, I don't think they would have felt that way if they knew, you know, my 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 background. Um, but I have finally learned to love who I am as a person. I've developed who I am. Um, I'm just emerging into my true self. And it's just been the most amazing, beautiful experience. And I truly believe that I was chosen to experience everything that I did to be in the place that I am today, I truly believe that I am meant to share my story, to help inspire other people, that it does not matter what it is that you've gone through in your life, you can rise above it. And I truly believe that.
0: You just took me on an emotional roller coaster seriously. I, I, I don't want to disturb you in between when you're continuously talking. I don't want to be like, in between your story, because I I don't even have words to say. Seriously, with the way that you have gone through, looking at you today, just having that smile all the time, you, nobody will ever think like, yeah, you had this kind of a past in your life and you have gone through like so much. And have have you ever got a chance to meet any of your uh, people before, the people that hurt you before? Um,
1: one of them, my uncle, I ended up going back to, um, a family reunion and he was there and he just acted like nothing and normal. So I just did the same thing. I figured I've learned to forgive them. I forgave everybody that has ever wronged me or hurt me because I have learned that hurt people hurt other people and that they are suffering themselves and perhaps they were not taught like I wasn't taught, and how can I be mad at them for that, and holding on to all of that hurt and anger just hurts me, and I'm done with that, so,
0: but no one else, I haven't come across anyone else. Um, Interesting when you mentioned like, forgiveness, what is forgiveness in your words? To me,
1: forgiveness is opening your heart and understanding that We don't have to hold on to pain from other people that hurt us because those are their actions. We do not own their actions. It's how we respond to what they do to us. We have that power. People look at forgiveness as I've heard this on social media as toxic positivity. That could not be more wrong. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness doesn't, you know, say that it's okay that this person hurt you. Oh no, they should still be punished and you know, whatever they're meant to, to happen to go through. But for you, it's like choosing to hold on to that pain and carrying it with you day in, day out, and it leaches out into your daily life. And I learned that first hand is ever since I got rid of all of that stuff that I had been carrying I actually feel lighter it's an amazing experience with my mom actually since she caused me so much pain I chose to do a release ritual with her and I learned that you can like write everything and I'm a fast typer so I typed it up and I typed out all this stuff that I could remember questions to anybody else. The letter like might not have made much sense, but that wasn't the point. It was kind of just me getting out all the memories, all the hate, all the hurt, all the questions, all the confusion. I just threw it all out on paper as I thought of it. And then um, I don't really have like a big community around me. So I just asked my husband to do this with me and we went into our little bathroom and I read it aloud and I was totally ugly crying. I mean, I, it was bleh. and but i was i was honoring the process i was letting all of it out i was feeling the hurt i was feeling the pain as i read that letter and then i gladly burned it and safely you know put it in the toilet and everything but and i went to bed and the next day i woke up and i'm i'm telling you i felt lighter literally i felt lighter inside i never knew that trauma could be so heavy it's crazy but and I, I realized, okay, this works. I'm in, I'm all in. I, I, I see it now and I've just been delving into it. And forgiveness is one of the biggest things because I have to forgive pretty much everybody in my past. And it's freeing. Um, it's like by choosing to hold on to pain from someone else that has hurt you, it's like you're allowing yourself to continue to be haunted every day of your life. That's what it would feel like. That's what it felt like to me and you deserve better than that
0: absolutely absolutely that's so beautiful put. when you i don't know how to put it why did you choose to talk about your story um because i've learned that a few things i've
1: learned that the power of my story the more i tell it the less power it has over me and i've also Learned that by sharing my story, I could use it to inspire others. And that was enough for me. Um, Not only that, also by writing my book. Um, In writing my book, I had to be open and honest, and this story was going to go out into the world. And I didn't really understand in the beginning about how I was writing my book. Um, I had to restart a few times, and finally I understood it and I got it. And I realized that this is how. I'm going to inspire other people is by sharing my story and putting it in the book. And that was pretty much it. If I could help anybody, especially a teenager, um, I really want to save teenagers because I do not want them to live a lifetime like I did. I want them to know and learn and realize all the things that they may not have been taught like I didn't. I wasn't taught. Um, I just have this huge heart to help other people. I don't want anybody to starve. I don't want anybody to be cold. I want, I'm very overprotective because I just don't want anybody to get hurt. You know, I'm just, some people become really angry and hate the world, but I'm just, I have wrapped my entire past in love, appreciation, understanding, and forgiveness. And I am, so much better because of it. And that's why I wanna share my story. I'm full of gratitude and I want everybody to feel what I feel right now. Nobody deserves to live in the darkness. I remember I would sit in the in the bathroom with the lights off and I would, you know, console myself. And I think about that and I think about other people and it breaks my heart. I don't want anybody to feel the way I felt. Yep. Um, so if I can help anybody and everybody that's my goal. That's what I want to do. I just really, truly want to help heal people. I want to save people's lives.
0: Where do you get your strength from?
1: I don't know. Um, God must have given it to me. I mean, where else would I have gotten it from? I just, I don't know. There was, There is a time when... It was after Colin and I had gotten together, one of the times where we were no longer together. So I wasn't living in their house and I was bouncing around and I found myself on the street. And I remember just hating life, wanting to give up. And I screamed out, I screamed out for somebody, anybody just come and take me, put me out of my misery. I don't care what you do to me. I mean, I was screaming, Um, no one turned on their light. No cars passed by. Nobody opened their door to yell at me, to tell me to shut up, <laughs> you know, like nothing. It was just silent, but that silence told me something. It taught me something. It taught me that if I want to do something with my life, I have to be the one to do it. There's yep. nobody's there for me. Nobody's going to hold my hand. Nobody was there. Just nobody was there. The only person that was there was me. Yep. And so I just realized It's just literally all up to me and that's it. So um, I guess you could say that it came, that that was part of my strength, that it came from there. Just knowing that it was a choice. I could have just laid there. I could have been, I could have chosen to be a bum. I could have chosen to go find somebody that had heroin. I mean, drugs and drinking was easy to find that that was easy, but, um, I wanted something better. I was just striving for something better. I, I just did not want to live that life anymore.
0: But yes, you are absolutely working really wonderful with that thing.
1: <laughs> I've, learned, I've learned that if something, if I'm working through something and something's going on, if there's a dead end, I've learned to just stop and be like, okay, my being prompted to work on something else is just like, like why is this happening? Because it, there's a reason, there's always a reason. It's so strange, but when I start looking at things that way it makes sense. And it's, it's been helping me to not get frustrated and angry. I just sitting there like, why, why, what should I be doing? (laughs) What do I need to work on? What should I focus on? So that's helpful. (laughs) I just really want everybody to know that you have an amazing power inside of you. It's always been there. And all you have to do is tap into it. Um, focusing on your health every single day, mentally, physically, spiritually, live in alignment. And that the magic will happen for you. It will, We, us as humans, we were not meant to live in stress. We were not meant to sit at a desk, you know, under fluorescent lights for eight hours a day. We were not meant to remain stagnant and not evolve. You know, that's not what us humans were meant for. We were meant for great things and we have an amazing power inside of us. Um, we all have it. And all you have to do is tap into it power powers within you. You just have to surrender to your healing, trust the process, just make the decision. That's it.
0: It's interesting when you say tap into your uh, inner self to Mm -hmm. get the power out. Are there any tips that you wanted to throw out how you do that? I would
1: suggest people try what I did. um, That trifecta of just being in nature, state affirmations or, or find a place maybe maybe your neighborhood isn't that pretty and maybe there's you know of a really pretty place that you can go drive to you know go drive to it you know and just be in nature that will connect you spiritually you know there's so many different ways in my book I actually have different ways for people to they could choose one of those things for their mental health one of the things for their physical health physical health to me is in two parts it's your nutrition as well as physical movement Because those are two parts within just because you can't have one without the other, you have to have both you have to be eating healthy, your cells need nourishment. Um, And then it's your mental health, you have to take care of your mental health, your emotions fall under that category I know people usually refer to as emotional health as its own thing but from my research it it falls under mental health it's connected because your emotions are suppressed within your subconscious mind. And that's where, that's where everything's at. (laughs) So you got to tap into it, find out what's in there. (laughs) So I would just recommend doing what works for you because maybe, maybe, you know, you like to meditate instead of do affirmations. So do that. Maybe you're overweight and walking is painful for you. So go swimming. You know what I mean? It renders you weightless. There's, there's something that anybody and everybody can do. Some cost money, some don't, um, The healing is there. Like you, you just choose what resonates with you. You shouldn't do something just because somebody says, um, like what is universal is focusing on your health mentally, physically, and spiritually daily. That is something that every human being requires to live in alignment. But as far as choosing how you focus on your mental, physical, and spiritual health is up to you. It has to resonate with you. It has to feel good to you because if it doesn't, it's not going to work. And that's the beauty of it. Because by doing that, you get to learn how you're evolving. Maybe you don't like doing something that you used to do. It doesn't serve you anymore. So you're just shedding what doesn't serve you. And you're like, you're like blossoming and evolving into this amazing new person. And it's a beautiful thing.
0: What are the top five affirmations that you tell yourself every single day?
1: Um, I say that I'm thankful that my children are supernaturally protected and free from all harm. That is a huge one. Um, I like to state that um, I am happy, healthy, and whole. Um, I like to say um, wealth manifestations that um, my future generations will never um, have to worry about money. Um, I affirm that I am a New York Times bestselling author because by affirming that, manifesting that, I I believe that that's really going to help me spread this message around the world. Um, and my affirmations will change sometimes depending on what I'm doing for a while there, I was, you know, saying that I'm an Amazon bestseller and now I'm an Amazon bestseller. <laughs> um, I would, you know, affirm that I was an author, but now that I've accomplished that beat, now my affirmations are changing to that. I was chosen to heal the world, you know, just random different things like that, whatever suits me that day. If I'm if something's gonna go on that day, I'll, you know, alter my affirmations for that. Um, and there's also this um, YouTube um, channel, it's I am, and it states a lot of I am affirmations. And it says random things like I am patient, yes. I am healthy, I am wealthy. And I just affirm it all, cause it's all goodness. And I, I listen to that while I shower in the morning. That's how I start my day.
0: Okay, thank you for tuning in. And you can find me on all the socials at Smitha Gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.